Hey everyone, this is a Written by Lauren podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and today we're reading chapter 16 from my series called Searching. Before listening to this episode, if you haven't heard the previous chapters in the series, then be sure to listen to those before listening to this week's episode. Chapter 16 Zoe's eyes flutter until she can fully keep them open. The lights are dim in the room. The early morning sunshine just barely peeking in. She is on the couch. An old quilted blanket lay loosely over her. It was warming her just enough as the air around her was cold and trying to creep under the blanket and consume her. She glanced around the room. It was empty except for Brian who was slumped in a large armchair, slightly snoring but looking completely comfortable. He was holding onto an old throw pillow, tightly as if using it as a shield to protect his heart from a fatal wound in battle. He too had an old quilted blanket that covered him as if someone had laid it over him after he had already fallen asleep. Zoe tried to move to sit up, but her head suddenly exploded in pain. She fell back against the couch and reached up to touch it with her hand. She made a slight hissing noise when she felt the pain. It wasn't loud by any means, but the noise was enough to wake up Brian. His eyes popped open quickly, and he sat up straight. Zoe, hey, are you okay? He said as he cleared his throat and began rubbing his eyes vigorously. She wanted to shake her head no but then thought better of it. She verbally responded instead. My head feels like it was hit with a sledgehammer. Brian listened. Yeah, my grandmother said you would have a pretty gnarly headache after all the power you wielded last night. So he looked over at him. What do you mean? Brian stood up and began folding the quilt that had been laid over him. He watched her for a moment before answering. You don't remember what happened last night? He asked curiously, yet cautiously. So he slowly sat up, trying to ignore the pounding inside of her head. I remember we were all sitting around the kitchen table and that that thing was trying to scare me. It knew we were trying to get rid of it for good and it was not happy. Brian watched his friend trying to hide the pain that was so clearly written all over her face. I should go get my grandmother. She said she would need to make you something for the pain. As soon as Brian had decided to go get her, she appeared in the doorway swooping in with a hot cup of something. She placed it on the table near Zoe. The steam curled up and round itself, disappearing the higher it got. Here you are, dear. You need to drink this. It will help to heal you. Zoe moved her legs off the couch so she was sitting on it normally. Vivian sat next to her and waited. Zoe looked over the edge of the cup to see a vibrant red liquid. It looked delicious, and the smell was enticing. Thank you, Miss V. It looks really good. Brian sat down on the arm of the chair he had been using as a bed. I didn't know you were up, Grandma. I was just about to go and get you. Vivian smiled at her grandson. You should know better than that, dear. Zoe smiled at them. She liked Vivian. She seemed genuinely kind and caring. Barbara walked in the room in that moment and began opening the curtains, letting in more of the soft morning light. She spoke as if she had been awake for hours. Without the rough grogginess, the morning gave a person's voice. You better drink that tea, Zoe. It works best when drank quickly after it's made. Zoe looked confused. It looks pretty hot. I thought I might let it cool off a bit first. Barbara chuckled and Vivian shook her head. Trust me, dear. It isn't as hot as it looks. Please, just drink it. It's more potent and will work quickly, I promise. Zoe grabbed the cup. It was very warm to the touch. She was sure the liquid itself would still be way too hot to drink, but she held it close to her lips anyway. She looked up to see Vivian smiling sweetly at her. 
She nodded encouragingly. Zoe darted her eyes to Brian, whose face she couldn't exactly read. Her grandmother, Barbara, was leaning against the wall, also watching, a small smirk on her face. Zoe realized that these people weren't here to hurt her. She could trust them. She tilted the cup up to her lips and let the warm liquid fill her mouth. Vivian was right. It was not burning her mouth. It was warm, but more of a lukewarm temperature, contrary to how the liquid had looked as it curled with steam beforehand. Zoe finished the cup and set it down on its saucer on the small table in front of her. Everyone watched as she let the liquid hit her. It was quick, and the effects were immediate. The pounding in her head subsided, and the bones in her body no longer ached. She felt brand new, as if she had gotten the perfect amount of sleep and was in the best shape of her life. Vivian smiled. Just an herbal mix, dear. Barbara chuckled. It's her magic. She whipped up a healing potion. They are fantastic, but shouldn't be used too often. Zoe was interested now. What happens if they're used too often? Vivian spoke this time, but not before giving Barbara a look that said she had better stop casually mentioning her witching abilities to everyone. The good feeling from the tea, she emphasized the word tea before continuing, is addicting, and to some, the urge to feel the high from it is way too much, and they indulge too often. Side effects could be things like memory loss or brain fog, sleepiness and extreme irritability. Zoe didn't think she'd have to worry about that. Although the effects did feel nice, she knew that she was just happy to not feel sore, and not overly happy for the effects otherwise. She nodded. Thank you for letting me know. And again, thank you for healing me. Brian smiled a little. He was happy his grandmother was able to help his new best friend. Zoe spoke again to the group. So the evil spirit is completely gone? We don't have to worry about anything like that anymore? Barbara and Vivian exchanged a glance. Brian shifted and Zoe wondered if they had spoken to one another while she had been asleep. As it seemed, they knew something she wasn't aware of at the moment. Zoe couldn't help herself. She spoke again before anyone else could. What's wrong? It has to be gone. I was there. We got rid of it. She looked around, suddenly remembering Emerald. Has anyone seen Emmy? We didn't accidentally banish her as well, did we? Barbara walked over to Zoe and placed her hand on her shoulder. Zoe, dear, everything is going to be okay. Yes, the evil that had been occupying this home for years is gone. We were successful in ridding the home of it, but we have not seen Emmy. That shouldn't be of any surprise, though. She has only allowed you and Brian to see her as of now. I'm sure she'll let you know that she's okay once she feels comfortable, Barbara said, comforting her granddaughter. So he looked up at Barbara. Well, you guys looked concerned when I first asked about it. What was that all about? Vivian took over this time to explain. Zoe, you were able to harness a lot of power last night. What you did takes extreme power, concentration, and skill. You have a natural ability, it would seem. It was made very apparent last night. Your grandmother has told me that you were starting to show some abilities since moving here, and I think last night really opened the door, so to speak, with what you're capable of. Vivian took a moment to pause her explanation for Zoe to be able to let what she was saying sink in. Zoe wasn't sure what Vivian was trying to say. She knew that there was more to be told and wondered if her continued explanation would clear things up for her. What are you saying? She asked cautiously. Vivian continued. What I'm saying, dear, is that although you cleared the home of that one dark spirit, I don't think it means that 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 was the end of your encounters with the dark spirits, or spirits in general. 
I know you have seen and spoken to the spirit that resides here, and that it was some sort of a one-off thing, but I think you're going to start seeing and being able to interact with a lot more now that you've unlocked your potential. This was all coming as a shock to Zoe. She hadn't realized what she was doing the night before, when she pulled the energy from the others in order to defeat the darkness, but it had come easily to her, and she knew she had to do it. Her body had known what to do, and she knew that she would be strong enough, which is why she wasn't scared of the power when it consumed her. The rest was history. She didn't remember much after that. Things were fuzzy, and the last thing she recalled was Brian's face looking at her. She looked over at him. He smiled at her for just a bit, and then it suddenly hit her. He had slept over, and he had also snuck out the night before without his parents knowing. She was suddenly concerned with whether or not he would be getting in trouble for not going home last night. Brian, do your parents know you're here? You should probably go home before they find out, she said suddenly. Brian chuckled. It's too early for them to think I'd be up. They will just think I'm still sleeping. He stands. But I should probably head out. I'm sure they'll try to wake me up soon. And your dad's probably going to be up as well. Zoe stood, folding her blanket messily as she did. Yeah, I better go get ready for school before he walks in here and starts asking why I slept in the living room. Barbara shooed her out of the room and up the stairs. Go on. Me and V will tidy up in here while you two kids get out of here. Zoe waved to Brian as he hurried out the door. Once upstairs, she quickly showered and got ready for the day. It was still early, and she didn't have to rush, but she had a ton of energy and felt really good. The tea she had drank was surely to blame, even now. It didn't take her very long to finish, and as she walked down the stairs and into the kitchen, she couldn't find any sign of their escapade the night before. She could hear her dad waking up in his room. He didn't make much noise, but she knew he was up and moving around. He came into the kitchen shortly after. He stretched and gave her a confused look. Why are you up so early? He asked as he yawned. Zoe shrugged, not wanting to draw too much attention to the real reason why she was up, and decided on a partial truth. I just woke up early, and I feel great, so I decided to go ahead and start my day, she said convincingly. He nodded his head and didn't think twice. Good. I'm glad, honey, he said as he grabbed a fruit from the counter and began eating it. She smiled a little as she watched him. I love you, Dad. Henry's eyes looked up to meet hers. I love you too, Zoe. You know that. Zoe nodded. I do. She took a deep breath in. I'm going to head to school early. I want to hang out with Brian before school. Henry was looking through a stack of papers on the table. Yeah, that's fine, Zoe, he said without looking up. Zoe walked over, gave him a quick hug, and yelled back to him her see you laters as she rushed out the front door, heading to her and Brian's usual meeting spot. As she arrived, she looked around and then decided to head down the road she knew to be Brian's. She didn't know which house was his, but she figured it wouldn't hurt to give this portion of town a quick browse. She walked down the sidewalk and looked at each house, taking in the details wondering if she could be able to correctly decide on which house was Brian's. She walked about halfway down the street when she noticed a small girl jumping rope in the driveway. She watched as a young girl with braids jumped easily over and over. As Zoe walked by, she smiled at the girl and kept walking. Just as Zoe did that, the girl stopped jumping rope and stared at Zoe, her head tilted. Zoe looked back with a lack of noise from the rope hitting the concrete. She saw the young girl staring at her, and so she stopped walking. Hey, is everything okay? She said to the girl. She looked a little confused. The girl smiled and ran over to Zoe. She nodded her head and stood next to her. Zoe returned the smile. Do you need help with anything? She asked the girl. 
The young girl shook her head but continued to smile and look up at Zoe. She wanted to keep walking to find Brian's house, but didn't want to upset the girl. She decided she would find out more information. Do you live here? She motioned towards the house that she had been jumping rope in front of. The girl looked back at the home and then back at Zoe and shook her head. Oh, Zoe responded with. Well, I'm gonna go to my friend's house, so maybe I'll see you around. What was your name? I'm Zoe, she said to her. The girl still didn't respond to Zoe, and instead skipped a few feet in front of her, and then turned back to look at Zoe. Zoe, realizing she wasn't going to lose the girl anytime soon, decided to keep heading down the street. Maybe Brian would know who this kid was, as they lived on the same street. Zoe continued to try and get the girl to speak to her. She asked a few more questions, but again the girl stayed strong, and didn't seem to want to talk to Zoe. She seemed happy to be walking with Zoe, and so she dropped the 20 questions and let them both just walk until they arrived at a house with a lawn perfectly mowed. Although the grass was pristine and the weeds were nowhere to be found, the roses perfectly trimmed, the yard showed signs of a family. Two frisbees were stuck on the roof, a baseball and bat underneath a large tree in the corner of the yard, and a few hockey sticks leaning against the fence. Zoe smiled. She had to have found the right house. She looked down at the girl who was peeking over the white fence that outlined the yard. I think this is my friend Brian's house. Do you know him? The girl looked up and shook her head. Just then the front door opened and a woman walked out. She was smiling and she waved. You must be Zoe, she said, her voice chipper and sweet. Zoe couldn't help but smile at the woman's voice. Come on in. Breakfast is hot and ready. Zoe looked down at the girl, but she was gone. Zoe wondered if for some reason the woman had scared her. She looked up the street, turned behind her, and then looked back at the other side. The girl had seemingly vanished. She hadn't even taken her eyes off her for a long enough time for her to get away. Brian's mother spoke again. What are you looking for, darling? I'm over here, silly. Zoe looked back up at her and shook the small girl out of her mind. She walked the sidewalk and up to the front door. I'm Brian's mother, Bonnie. Welcome in, hun. She smiled at Zoe. Hello, it's nice to meet you. Brian's mother, Bonnie, swept her inside to a living room full of family portraits and comfortable furniture. Zoe looked around taking in the welcoming home she just walked into. Bonnie closed the door. Well, please, make yourself at home, dear. Brian should be out soon. Bonnie walked into the kitchen and Zoe followed. There were two younger boys sitting at the table already, scarfing down eggs, bacon, toast, and pancakes as if they didn't know when their next meal would be. Although Zoe was sure they had never had to go hungry, they both looked healthy and happy with their mouths full. Bonnie almost scolded them, but it wasn't too harsh. Where are your manners, boys? Chew your food. I swear it's as if you two haven't eaten in days every time you eat. Zoe smiled a bit as the boys slowed down and wiped their mouths. That's when they noticed Zoe standing in the doorway. She waved. Hi, I'm Zoe. One of the boys responded quickly. You're Brian's friend? Zoe nodded. Zoe nodded. I am sorry to just show up like this. Unannounced? She looked over at Bonnie, and she waved her off. I've been waiting for you to show up, dear. Zoe tilted her head at this piece of information. What did she mean by that? Did Bonnie know she was going to show up today? Heck, Zoe hadn't even known she was going to show up until she reached the meeting spot her and Brian usually met at. It had felt like an impulse decision based on how she had felt in the moment. She hadn't even given it much thought. She must have shown her confusion all over her face. Bonnie laughed and set a plate down at the empty spot on the table. I just meant that I'm surprised Brian hasn't invited you over sooner, sweetie. Now sit and eat. There's plenty of food. Zoe sat. Thank you. She looked at the spread before her. She grabbed some of the fresh fruit and put it on her plate, 
She noticed the two boys were watching her. She looked up and smiled again. I'm sorry, I don't think I got your names. The boys looked at one another and grinned. The one close to her with slightly longer hair spoke first, but pointed his thumb at his brother. That's Brody. Brody then pointed his thumb at his brother. And that's Braxton. Bonnie visibly rolled her eyes as she passed by them so that Zoe could see. Zoe smiled. She didn't have siblings, of course, but in that moment she was grateful Brian did. Bonnie disappeared down the hall and Zoe began eating. Are you two twins or something? She asked them. And in their brotherly relationship. Brody shook his head. Nope. Braxton jumped in. Everyone thinks we are, though. Zoe's eyes darted from one brother to the other. And again, Brody spoke. Mom got pregnant with Braxton right after she had me, so we're less than a year apart. We basically do everything together. He said as a matter of fact. Then Braxton chimed in. Yeah, we get lumped together most of the time, so it's kind of like we are. Zoe nodded as she listened to them. Oh, wow. It's pretty cool, though. You always have someone to hang out with. The boys nodded and shrugged. I guess so. We have each other, and then our two oldest brothers had each other. Braxton nodded. Yeah, only one of us who didn't have anyone was Brian. Zoe frowned. Really? How sad. Suddenly, a small commotion was heard from down the hall. The boys looked at each other and smirked. Now's your chance to ask us any embarrassing facts about Brian. But it was, in fact, too late. Before Zoe had a chance to comprehend what had just been said, a door slamming could be heard, followed by Bonnie's cry to not slam her doors, and a panting Brian rushed into the kitchen pointing fingers. Don't listen to anything those two tell you about me. Zoe's eyebrows raised, and she stifled a small laugh. The boys grinned an evil grin. We told you. They both said in unison. Brian walked further into the kitchen. Told her what? The boys chuckled and began eating again. Nothing, Brody said. Brian didn't believe them. He looked at Zoe for help. They didn't say anything. Honest. She gave him a reassuring smile. Brian took her word for it and sat opposite Zoe. He filled his plate as Bonnie and presumably her husband, and the father to all the brothers Brian apparently had, walked in. He had a booming voice. It was kind, though, and welcoming. Zoe, so nice to finally meet you, dear. How's your father? Zoe poured a spoonful of strawberries onto her plate. He's well. Did you know him growing up? He nodded as he spooned a heaping pile of eggs onto his plate. I did. A good man. I wish we could have stayed in touch more after we graduated. So we listened. I can tell him you said hello. He smiled. Thank you. That would be nice, yes. He took a bite of his breakfast and chewed. He finished his bite and then continued. Bonnie tells me you found the house all right on your own? Zoe nodded. Yes, I just started walking and hoped I would find it. Bonnie smiled as she set down her glass of orange juice. Well, it sure looked like you lost something when I came outside. Zoe suddenly remembered the young girl. Oh, right. I met a little girl on the way, and she just disappeared. The room suddenly got eerily quiet. Bonnie spoke again, but her voice was different. You were alone when I saw you outside. I waited a moment before coming out, and you were alone the entire time, hun. What was her name? So I looked around the room. I'm, I'm not sure. She didn't say anything to me. But she had been jumping rope a few houses down. Bonnie looked at her husband, and the two younger boys looked at each other. Brian watched his friend, and Zoe looked at him searching for an answer. What's wrong? She finally said. Brody responded, but with another question. Did she have braids and a light blue dress? Zoe looked over at him. She nodded. Yeah, but how did you know that? Braxton answered this time. Every time someone sees her, she's always wearing the same thing. Zoe suddenly realized what was happening. 
She... She isn't alive, is she? Alright everyone, that's it for today's episode. Come back next week for another installment of Searching. And in the meantime, if you want to reach out, maybe ask me some questions about the series or the podcast in general, you can find me on Instagram at writtenbylauren underscore podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. See you guys next week.